if you don't know it, you're about to be schooled on it. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, welcome to our world of fuzzy puppets that tell you not to put things in your mouth. This show contains badass material and foul language. Some people may find offensive. What else did you expect? This message brought to you by Garrison Brewing and Nostaljunk Podcast. Tall Ship Amber by Garrison is an amber red ale, a tasty premium East Coast ale brewed with adventure, craft, pride, and independence. This beer delivers on true refreshment with an easygoing style. Drop anchor, hoist a glass, and launch into one. For more information, why not visit garrisonbrewing.com. Speak into the microphone. Imagine <laughs> all the people. <laughs> Living for today. You know, you know, John, I, th- I think that's a great song. It's not quite right for the Beatles, you know. <laughs> the fuck are we doing? I don't know. <laughs> Side note, speaking of accents, Arnold Schwarzenegger. In particular, his workout vinyl. I've never seen that. Ready now? Down. Up. Down. Up. Down, up, down, up, and make your thighs burn. Come on. Down, up, down, up, and squeeze your buttocks. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, it's very bizarre. Strange. But sim- like it was the male version of the Jane Fonda workout yep. sensation. Because she had a vinyl for pregnant women. Okay. Hey, different times, man. The world can feel like a pretty hopeless place nowadays. There are about a billion problems in the world, but yet it feels like no one's willing to talk about them. So that's why you should go listen to my new podcast, A Modern Proposal. My name is Parker James, and I'm going to share with you the world's worst problems and some even worse solutions with a guest that's coming in completely cold. You can find A Modern Proposal wherever you get your pods casted. Listen, follow, and be sad. Join Jackie and Danielle, two best friends and ex-Blockbuster employees who are re-watching some of their favorite movies from the late 90s and early 2000s on the No More Late Fees podcast. And remember, be kind and rewind. But yeah, so last week we dissected a Canadian yes. classic movie video drone. Yeah, which was really fun. Oh, it was crazy, yeah. Started the movie with one perception of what I thought the movie was about and where it went. And then by the end of it, you can even tell during the discussion, it's like our, even my perception of the movie changed and my understanding of it changed. It was just really interesting. What a crazy movie. Well, I noticed that while I was editing it. It was like, do I make us sound like we're consistent yeah. throughout or do I just leave in this evolution of awkward? I still don't know what the hell is going yeah, on. I mean, I think it's the only way. Cronenberg is an important director. He's important to Canada. He's important to film. He's not only does he challenge the viewer, but he challenges the film industry. We are going to revisit some of our most challenging moments and most memorable moments in Canadian television, but not just TV, the ads. Yeah, we're keeping it Canadian still. It's really not something you hear talked about a lot. You forget how much of television ads and how certain centralized maybe to your region how big of a part of your childhood they actually are and they're like embedded in your brain like we were just going over some of them and 
Yeah. No, we know lines. We know like sequences <laughs> of like yeah. song choices. Haven't seen it in like 25 plus years. <laughs> so crazy. I know the exact song. I know the pitch, the tone, the, the slog- inflection. The slogan of the company. Um, yeah. Uh, everything. Everything. You don't have to be Canadian to appreciate these, but we can link to all of this and you will see this absurdity yeah. that we're going to talk about. That's true. Let's hit play on some of these uh, wild trips. This is going to be a lot of fun. Growing up in Canada, those ads that you saw, you know, every day, some of them helped like educate you growing up. Some of them are just like strange and quirky enough that it really just kind of stuck with you. They still exist today. I mean, obviously, then the states have very, very famous PSAs. You know, the more you know, uh, the classic. This is your brain. This is drugs. This is your brain on drugs. Any questions? But in Canada, we had a company called Concerned Children's Advertisers, and it was a Canadian nonprofit organization based in Toronto, founded in 1990, dedicated to launching campaigns and expressing the significance of public service announcements to target children between the ages of 8 and 12. And guess what? 1990, I was 10 years old. Yeah. I was the prime target audience you for were, this thing. Yeah. They produced over 30 announcements covering topics such as drug abuse, conformity, self-esteem, bullying, uh, and each PSA ended with the logo of an organization. Um, and usually these commercials partnered up with Health Canada, which is our federal kind of government health um, you know, promotion organization. Now looking back, they were so memorable because they were so frankly bizarre. But as as all PSAs are, they kind of have to hold up some sort of heavy message with uh, either an entertaining uh, aesthetic or dark and disturbing. So it can't be bland. You're not going to get your point across, especially in in like under, you know, 30 seconds to a minute. It really needs to hit you pretty hard, pretty quick. These are so important and they're still relevant. And uh, that's the takeaway is that these are timeless. Kyle, why don't you start us off? You introed it. And so this one's called Labyrinth from 1991. Oh, yes. Um, a group of children find a discarded syringe and talk about what to do with it. And the commercial just ends with the message, remember, if you find a needle, tell somebody. And it was like, I remember the group of kids all like, they 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 ran around, they looked down on the ground. It was like in a swing, it was like in a playground. And they see this discarded needle and they just point at it and they all talk to each other. And then they just, they run away to tell somebody about it. And it's just so, you know, that's it. That's the message. Like, don't, don't fool around with discarded drug needles. If you find it, don't, you know, even that could apply to anything that you find on the ground, but just a super quick, super efficient way to tell that message. looks like they use different ad agencies, I guess, to maybe come up with the little clips. So this one, yes, it's cactus productions, but yeah, it was definitely based out of Toronto. Very, very cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Let's uh let's watch it quick right now. Stop! Stop! Come on! What do you do when you find the needle? Give it along! Tell a teacher! Tell my mom! Right! Tell somebody quick, because a needle can hurt you. It can make you sick. And it's sharp! Oh yeah, I almost forgot. What else? Somebody has to stay. I'm older stall stay. I'll stay too. What's that? It's needle. You're looking at me. Remember, if you find a needle. Tell somebody. <laughs> wow. Good kids. 
Very good kids. Yeah, we're super on point. That's funny. I would not have remembered that mm. until I saw it. Mm-hmm. I only read the description before this show. Sure. And now watching it again, I'm like, man, wow. I knew it's, it's just in my mind. I knew there was a playground. I knew they were standing around the, the needle. You know what I mean? But yeah, actually a lot more dialogue than I remember. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> little kid leading the charge. She's like, and what do we do? What do we do when we find something, everybody? She's yeah. like the teacher of like their, their little group. Yeah, yeah. She's the drill sergeant. Yeah. Type A. Obviously, this one's going to be a little bit darker. Uh, I definitely had a penchant for that even back then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, drawn to really dark ads. But there was something about it that was so emotional and personal that... I couldn't help but leave it on and feel touched by how 30 seconds could actually affect you and stay memorable. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. I don't, I don't know what this is. Which one is it? Oh, my goodness, man. How did I not remember this one? This is sad, stop a friend from using drugs you may not succeed but at least you tried and that's what friends are for a message from concerned children's advertisers that one's amazing that one's excellent and like that's one of the best ones ever and that i is... can't believe i forgot about it i'm ashamed of myself that i forgot about no that. No, that no, one no hit me i guess maybe too i grew up with um, I had an older brother. Well, I have, I had an older brother, I have an older brother. He's one year older. So we were pretty close, you know, growing up. Uh, and yeah, that one maybe it hit me a little closer to home because of that. For some, I don't know, you know, it's, he's not heavy. He's my brother, meaning like, you know, no matter what he does, I'm always going to be there for him. Like such a great right. message, you know, speaking from the other side of it, you know, we've, I'm not saying like about drugs, but we've all been in that position where, you did something you're ashamed of. You did something that's wrong. You know it's wrong. You're maybe afraid that you're not going to be forgiven for it. And someone's there for him to like help him through that. And it's just a, such a great ad. I think these ads were more effective than maybe I thought. You know, to like, not use like heavy drugs. and you to, mean, to not yeah. use heavy drugs. For sure. Maybe. Sure. Yeah. I was definitely in high school and hung out with some potheads. And I had my fair share of alcohol. Yeah. pre what was it 19? Is that what the age was here? Yeah, 19. I forget. <laughs> it's been so long. Yeah. But with that being said, ads like this really exposed me to drugs that weren't even talked about in my family. Like my family was very, very, uh, don't talk about politics, sex, drugs, religion. And ads like that actually, I think, left a very lasting impact on me uh, because I had zero interest in dabbling in anything hard yeah for real that's true for me too yeah yeah definitely i forgot about the drug use of it Mm -hmm. like the actual the flashbacks to the flashbacks of him doing lines yeah yeah but the support system of an embrace be it a brother be it a a friend like the song is he ain't heavy he's my brother by 
the Hollies. It's black and white. It's the embrace. It's the foreign, scary environment of rehab. I don't know. Is this jail? Is this well, hospital? Yeah. Is it some, somewhere in between? Definitely somewhere you don't want to be. And yet there's an ad that shows you that there is light at the end of the tunnel. Mm-hmm. And the voiceover at the end telling you that you can try your best to help a friend and it may not succeed, but you tried. Mm-hmm. It's an ad targeted to those who are not on drugs and may know someone that's on drugs. And it's your due diligence as a friend to help out. But it puts the power in a sober person's hands to say, get off of this. Yeah. This is sure. your path. Mm-hmm. Right. It's cool to know. It's cool. Very, to, very cool. It's cool to think about too. Maybe even back then they were like, we need to show a little harder drug than, than weed. Cause yeah, everyone's going to be smoking weed anyways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look at us now, 30 years later. Hey, it's legal. Legal. <laughs> Let's kick the joy up a bit because this one is just pure cheese. It's just pure gold. And it's always, this is when I first thought about the concerned children's advertisers, this is one that immediately came to mind just for its little simple hook. And it's called drug wrap. And it it has the signature line, the the most catchiest rap line of all time. Drugs, 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 which are good, which are bad. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Ask your mom and ask your dad. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever asked my mom or my dad about drugs, but. Yeah, no, I would have just been told don't do any of them. This one is just so funny. You know, it's good, but it's more it's. It's more memorable just because of how cheesy it is, you know. Even as a kid, I understood that this was pure cheese. Maybe it didn't dissuade you from trying drugs. <laughs> yeah, it seems pretty happy. But the jingle is amazing. <laughs> All right, here we go, people. Listen up, Miskins, and you too, Siskins. Let's talk about something that's a real brain twister. Drugs, drugs, drugs. Which are good, which are bad. Drugs, drugs, drugs. That was even better than I remember. Oh my god! Give gotta give up to that dad, super oh. dad. That's super dad right there. He's like, I love it. I <laughs> the love mustache. It. My dad actually had a mustache. He still has a mustache like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It's weird how people with mustaches just never stop having mustaches. Nineties dads that had mustaches yeah. still have them. They don't have the hair on their head, but they've got their yeah. <laughs> they got their mustache on fleek. So basically, that ad tells you that doc doctors can give you drugs, but. Everything else you get you trouble with the law, but he's they're friendly police officers in that little video. Yeah, they were cuddly. Yeah, in fact, I know um, a couple things, <laughs> a couple, a couple things, a couple things, the music and the rap moments like this in advertising and some sort of popular awareness campaign. It makes you wonder if 
the marketing team that they hired has ever heard the music that they're trying to channel. <laughs> they're like, they're, but it's like almost, yeah, it's like, you're right. They're like, what's in a song? Uh, well, guitar, that's an instrument, right? So there's some guitar there. And then they're like, how do people rap? I don't know. They just make lines that rhyme, right? Like everything just seems so cobbled together. Yeah. The weird, like, yeah, the juxtaposition of the, the guitar, like the guitar and the rap. Oh it was very strange. God. Well, that's a great ad right That's there. fantastic. Okay, here's one for you. This next one kind of riffs off of the Muppet culture mm-hmm. that was huge. Sesame Street. Hello. Just like a quick side note, when I was, um, we were driving back from Mahone Bay today with my wife, and I was telling her what we're going to talk about tonight, and I, I said to her, do you remember the Concerned Children's Advertisers? And she went, do you, like, don't you put it in your mouth? That's the first thing she said to me. Yeah. And I was like, wow, yeah, yep. that's it. That's it. So here we go. Why do you think your mommy or daddy are always telling you, don't put that in your mouth? Let's find out. Hi, kids. Why are we on television anyway? We're here to tell a little story about why you shouldn't put things into your mouth when you don't know what they are and why you should never take anything a stranger tries to give you. Why not? Because if you ate somebody else's medicine, some bad food, or some poison, you could get very sick. I don't want to be sick. And that's why before you eat anything, you should always ask someone you love if it's okay. Okay, I love you. Can I eat the guitar? No, but but you can help me sing a song about eating things that don't belong inside you. Okay, I wasn't really hungry anyway. Well, wait, maybe a little bit. Okay, everybody, if you see something that you want to eat before you do anything, remember this song. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you stuff it in your face. Don't stuff it in your face. Though it might look good to eat. Though it might look good to eat. And it might look good to taste. And it might look good to taste. You could get sick. Real quick. Real sick. Real. Don't you put it in your mouth. Till you ask someone you love. That's right, sis. If it's okay to eat. If it's okay to eat. Like a muffin or a bee. Like a muffin or a bee. Those are very two very different foods. Remember, boys and girls. Don't put it in your mouth. Hey, what am I doing? I don't even like beets. Then don't put it in your mouth. Bye-bye, everyone. Remember, boys and girls, never take anything from a stranger and don't put things in your mouth when you don't know what they are. If you eat somebody else's medicine or some bad food or some poison, you could get very sick. Always ask someone you love before you put anything in your mouth. Oh, incredible. Incredible. Like what if you're a kid, how are you not going to watch that and like listen to them? And like, listen to what they have to say. You know, that's a, that, that's a, such a great ad for a kid. That wise old lion at yeah, the like, end of it. Yeah, they should like just keep playing this ad. Like, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, that song is in, uh, incredibly catchy and a hundred percent better to the song than drugs, 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 which are good, which are bad. Maybe not as. It's weird. I enjoy them on two different, completely different levels. Well, one's hokey. <laughs> One is so hokey. I mean, this is hokey, but this is on like Sesame Street yeah, level. Perfect song for the perfect yes. images. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What a yeah. great ad. Yeah, it's so wholesome. It's amazing. I love it. We can't leave this one out. And this is actually, this is a little later on. This actually came out in 1999. Um, so now I'm like, you know, I'm 19 years old, but I still remember. And everyone talks, everyone, I remember everyone talked about this ad. And it was so fun because it kind of played with 
your um, perception? I guess it played with the idea of what you're seeing. Is it really right? Oh, this we're going back to Videodrome now. Oh, is what you're seeing really what it is? You know, it is reality. reality. Anyway, so this was like a documentary style PSA. And it begins introducing viewers to a typical kitchen during the night, eventually introducing the house hippo. It's nighttime in a kitchen just like yours. All is quiet. Or is it? The North American house hippo is found throughout Canada and the eastern United States. House hippos are very timid creatures and are rarely seen. But they will defend their territory if provoked. They come out at night to search for food, water, and materials for their nests. The favorite foods of the house hippo are chips, raisins, and the crumbs from peanut butter on toast. So like a little bedroom closets, using lost mittens, dryer lint, and bits of string. The nests have to be very soft and warm. House hippos sleep about 16 hours a day. That looked really real, but you knew it couldn't be true, didn't you? That's why it's good to think about what you're watching on TV and ask questions, kind of like you just did. A message from Concerned Children's Advertisers. Nice. So I was really disappointed that that wasn't real. I know. And something so wholesome. I don't know why I found it so like comforting and like wholesome that he like made his bed out of like old mittens. Oh, that's so cute. It's so cute. That was probably his name. Mittens. Yeah, I would definitely name him Mittens. Until we started talking about doing this episode... I actually forgot what the point of the ad was. I thought it was just some sort of fun filler that was riffing off of already existing Canadian ad culture, which we'll get into, which is um, known as the hinterlands who's who. Here's a uh, Canadian yeah, creature. The Canadian house hippo. Yes. Uh, yeah, no, that's it's super sweet. It's very touching, very fluffy. But the, the takeaway is, is not everything on TV should be taken as... Mm-hmm. Gospel. Or just, yeah, the media portraying things as true when actually they might not be. All right, don't get into a Cronenberg thing. <laughs> I know, it's kind of hard. We already went, we're too, we're too deep into Videodrome at this point. Wait, we're not still in it? <laughs> I know, exactly. A lot of the ads, the concerned children advertisers ads were drug-based. That one actually wasn't, you know, it was teaching kids about something different, something about like media, about TV, you know. Well, it's changing culture. Yeah. And I oh, think. And it was, yeah, later on too. Yeah, it was later on. It was really effective, and the graphics looked great. But I remember just everybody yeah, immediately loving and talking about that ad. It's gone on to be kind of like a classic Canadian TV spot. Oh, yeah. Um, okay, so that's Concerned Children's Advertisers. Anything else? Like, what else, What other kind of PSAs do you remember from, like... Okay, so the ultimate, and I'd seen it so much from my TV viewing years until whenever this stopped airing. It's probably one of the longest and most accurate replaying ads in my head where I'm not filling in the blanks. Like, I know this ad in and out. And it is for the war amps. And any Canadian knows exactly where I'm going with this. If you don't know what I'm about to talk about, (laughs) you're going to hit play on something that's going to melt your brain. Uh, Is there a lot of metal and gears in it? This is a part of the Play Safe program by the war amps. This, this ad was introduced in 1984. So the the character of Astar. Oh. From Planet Danger. <laughs> Planet Danger. Man, that is what so... Goes so... And what is, what's on Planet Danger? Just like a bunch of... Are they... It's just like... 
it's almost like a matrixy dystopian kind of like machine driven yeah. future or like this planet of just gears and there's so much that we don't know about Astar. <laughs> so much we don't know. But it was it was to appeal to the sensibilities of youth in the mid eighties who were into sci fi. He's very C three PO looking for a reason. He's gold. He is although unlike C three PO, he's agile. He's dynamic and he is actually challenging a lot of the fearless characteristics of children, which is the, yeah, I'm just going to go for it attitude. And that's what this ad really was supposed to do. What it did for me was like, this is terrifying and I love it. (laughs) So clearly I was a horror kid in the making, but yeah, watch this ad and think, take yourself back to that first PSA where you went, "Ah, what did I just watch? This was it. And I looked forward to this coming on in every ad. We don't know male, female. It doesn't matter. Astar is a kid at heart. And that was the appeal of it. And this... It's mystifying. That's the big thing about it. Also, a great slogan by the War Amps. Um, I forget how how it... What is it? Play safe? Is it just play safe? I guess we'll find out. Play safe was the campaign that they were running. Yeah. Yeah. But he became a figurehead, not only... So for for us in Canada, um, the launch of Astar wasn't just, you know, teaching kids to play safe. He became a pop culture icon. People recognized exactly who Astar was and what Astar stood for. So the ad was so effective in aligning some weird storytelling to a very important message. And... It's still great, even to this day. Now, they did try to reboot it in 2000. They tried to update it with... No. no. Exactly. They tried to update it with very primitive-looking CGI. I don't remember the reboot thing. No, I don't remember when it happened. I saw it recently online, and I thought, yeah, it's not. It's definitely not the same. Clearly, that left a lasting impression oh, on you. Sure. And if you mention Astar to anyone who hasn't actively been looking at it, but grew up in that era, they know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Star, a robot. I can put my arm back on. You can't. So play safe. How incredible so is that? Crazy. How incredible is that ad? There is zero music. There is zero background. You just get right into this. Yeah, just some like weird special robotic. like sound effects. Oh. Yeah. Woo, 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 woo. No, also woo. those really cool imagery too, like those saw blades that are just kind of like morphing together. And she, and she, I, I don't know why I want to assume as star as she, um, but yeah, she goes dives like right through the center of it. Like, yeah. And also I love the, um, uh, who's that, uh, that surreal artist, surrealist art Escher. Uh, it's very like, yeah, the, even the start of this ad where, um, Astar kind of like, she's like jumping up onto a, it doesn't seem like gravity makes sense in this world. You know, it's very strange. This was created by the CEO of the company at that time. 
and just said, what's cool for kids? Uh, Star Wars. Okay, mm-hmm. great. Let's go with it. Yeah. And when that ad came on, I would turn the volume up. I would actually tune in. That says a lot about an ad. You have 30 seconds to leave an impression. Well, that's it. Yeah. And it lasted for 16 years without any interruptions. Mm-hmm. Okay. This one, I distinctly remember watching a taped version of the Goonies from ASN. Goonies on ASN. So that was the only version of the Goonies that I owned for a long time, which was a taped version from ASN. And this was played every commercial break at least once. And the reason being was that it was at Christmas time, which is when people drink a little more. Have to go to house to house. You're you're traveling a lot more too, but you know you're gonna have drinks wherever you are, and that's just that's just Christmas time. And anyway. and now looking back, like this ad is clearly not set in Nova Scotia, but there's a moment in my brain where I thought this was the Dartmouth Bridge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this to me is. I mean, we're talking Hall of Fame PSAs at this point. Like yes, and what we're talking, we'll say the organization. It's Mad. Canada Mothers Against Drunk Driving and really produced some of the most effective PSAs to ever come out of anywhere. Like, yeah. and this one for sure uh, the that we're about to play that Matt is talking about is, I think, definitely one of their classics. It's still played. I think they even still play it. Do like, they? Uh, like, I still have uh, cable, you know, CTV and stuff. And especially during those times, they'll always, like, I'll always see some kind of, you know, retro ads that'll play. And this one is universal it will never stop it's just it's just an all-time yeah great psa yeah and we're talking about glasses Wow. Yep. I mean, that, I mean, that's just a part of my youth. It's a part of growing up in Canada. Like, you know, the idea that, you know, one one drink, yeah, it's kind of, you know, you're still good. You can still yeah. see. Two pints. Uh, the, you know, yeah, I can think you can still kind of see, but it's getting a little, it's starting to get. She's hazy. The third drink is very hazy. Fourth drink, like fourth, fourth, like full pint, like it's full on blurred vision and you're running into a bus. If you're into four pints, you had a pitcher of beer and got into a car. Yeah. And, you know, it's it's cool for us to go back and see these, but it is very depressing that this is someone's reality and someone was affected by these poor decisions. Also, what's interesting to think about is this was a time before the Internet, really. So all we had, as especially as kids, was um, your friends, your family, if you happen to read a newspaper article, which you probably weren't doing as a 10-year-old, you know what I mean? Or TV and ads on TV. And this were, this was really your kind of like, you know, your lecture, your your education on these kind of issues that you just don't, you didn't know anything about. Which is kind of interesting to think about. Like, what a, cra- what a different time that was. You know, but I'm glad I had, you know, ads like this mad campaign to really you know put that kind of idea really into focus and perspective huge love for mad canada and that specific psa a classic of canadian psas 
as we are drinking. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I know. We well, got to have a couple beers. Well, this is this is an adult decision, but we are talking about very very important images that hopefully have influenced our abilities to make better choices. Going to move on to we're going to so we're drinking some booze. We got to you know we're just sitting here drinking alcohol, just like amassing calories. We need to work off this. We need to like do a, get up and get it moving again. So Kyle, what do we do? I don't know. We need like we need we need a couple. We need like a perfect wholesome couple to tell us how to keep fit and have fun. And we're talking about, of course, participation's campaign of Body Break, starring Hal Johnson and Joanne McLeod. Um, just like you're almost like your fitness parents growing up as a kid. Oh in yeah, Canada, you know. Body Break. Skiing here in Jasper is fantastic, but wherever you're skiing, you've got to eat the right foods, since it has a definite effect on how long and how well you perform. So keep a steady supply of positive energy calories in a fanny pack. Things like raisins, apples, and carrots are excellent choices. So until next time, keep fit and have fun. Body break. That's awesome. So a couple takeaways from that clip. You got to have a fanny pack. Yeah, always, you know. Where else are you going to keep your, like, protein bars? You know, a sweet mustache. <laughs> yeah, again, with the mustache. Um, so, But, yeah, this is interesting. So, Participation was a nonprofit organization. Um, it was like a government program in the 70s uh, to promote healthy living and physical fitness. Um, but mostly became famous in the 90s because of the campaign of Body Break hosted by Joy McLeod and Hal Johnson. It had been rejected by 40 companies, uh, broadcasters, advertising agencies, including like the sports network, they weren't interested in showing an interracial couple. Isn't that crazy? It's so crazy. Um, but anyways, it was just like the, the they approached participation instead of like going to a TV station uh, and they agreed to fund the series. So they funded the first 65. They produced 300 episodes of those little segments you know what i mean over 300 little segments became a mainstay of canadian tv including on networks that had previously rejected them like tsn which is just yeah it's just like super karma you know i just love that but yeah i know i just love body break keep fit and have fun such a great slogan um i can't remember you know just watching those ones i don't even remember those ones they were just like so tiny but just look little quick tips on how to so wholesome just get moving just get up get outside you know and i don't know just super awesome i remember the basketball one but i don't remember the how's delight like a whole melon (laughs) hollowed out filled with strawberries grapes frozen yogurt and nuts you know what i'm into it though i'm ready to eat that right now i could eat that right now you know what i'm just gonna treat these all as brand new segments in my life as a kid you're like Oh, I don't want to eat that. No, no, that's gross. Ooh, yogurt, you know. But now I'm as an adult, like I'm just like oh, I could probably eat that. Yeah, it's a probiotic to help you poop. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah, great, well. Hey, great couple. Wholesome. Cheers. Couple. Cheers. Keep fit and have fun. Great mustache, Hal. They never change. They're like that's Canadian Hall of Famers right there. Yeah, they're just a wholesome couple. Mm-hmm. Lovely. Were they actually? Are they married? I don't know. I mean, actually, I don't know. That's interesting. Because if they're not, they missed out on something magical. (laughs) They touch so many people. They're missing out on touching each other. (laughs) 
Well, in any case, Hal and Joanne, we salute you. Sha-wing. <laughs> Wait, to Hal or Joanne? <laughs> they come as a duo, my friend. If if anybody ever have you ever watched Sunday Morning on CBS, Matt? Do you no, know that show? Sunday Morning? Yeah. No. Yeah. It's so it's like a general interest, human interest story kind of news program. Hmm. Um, but at the end of every episode, they have a thing called a moment of nature. Oh. Where they just it could be, it could be on a mountain in the in the winter in the woods with the wind. It could be. You know, a beehive with bees buzzing, just mm. like a moment of nature. And so this magical. is along. Yeah, so magical. Exactly. And this is along those lines. And it, we're talking about hinterlands. Who's who? Yeah. So 60 second public service announcements uh, profiling Canadian wildlife produced by Environment Canada and the National Film Board of Canada in the 60s and 70s. So even though oh, I was a kid in the 80s and we'd watch these. It's interesting to they, they were produced in the 60s. And actually thinking back now, you can see the graininess, like especially here. So you just pulled it up. And this is actually, that's my favorite one of all time. The Hinterland Who's Who of the Loon. Yes. Um, you know, an iconic Canadian animal. But yeah, just I love. And currency. Yes, the loony. Yeah, division exactly, of yeah. currency. But just the, the theme song of the Who's Who series. I mean, immediately just kind of like, I don't know, put you in a place. It put me in a place anyways. It kind of just like. Well, is this is this not what nostalgia yeah. and our show Nostalgia Junk is truly all about? It's those moments in time where you hear, see, smell something mm-hmm. that channels this flood of emotions that transports you back in time. All it takes is uh, a 60 second clip with an opening jingle. It mm-hmm. might be less than two seconds long. That makes you feel like a child again. Mm-hmm. A refrain of flute music, and it was by John Kakavas's flute poem. That was the name of the song. It opens the ad, accompanied by the low-key narrator John Livingston, who was an executive director of the Canadian Audubon Society, describing the animal over footage of it taken in the wild. But yeah, this is my favorite one, the loon. Here we go. The loon is also called the Great Northern Diver because of its ability to dive and swim long distances underwater. It does this to catch the small fish which are its main food or simply to evade its enemies. The loon's legs are so far back on its body that movement on land is slow and awkward. So the nests are very close to water. of the loon, and it has several calls in its repertoire, have come to symbolize Canada's wilderness because of their lonely, haunting quality. For a more complete story of the loon, why not contact the Canadian Wildlife Service in Ottawa? Listen to it. Okay, so actually now now I'm watching that again, and I realize now why I love this ad so much. So growing up, my grandparents had a cottage in uh it was like outside of bridgewater maliga lake you can look it up and there's loons and just being a kid in the middle of the wilderness in the cottage and you know what i mean the stillness of like a summer night in the woods on a lake and the loons would call out 
over yeah. that lake and just the sound and like it said in the ad it has so many calls so i just remember it like there's one where it's like yeah it's like kind of fluttery a fluttery sound or there's like a haunting howl sound and it would just like echo over the lake man what a great memory of just being a kid in Canada. that's you know. so canadian yeah yeah that is such a canadian thing yes it's also our you know a loony is our one dollar mascot as it were but um yeah those those little educational moments, uh, not in terms of a PSA, but more like here's a part of your nation's heritage. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we yeah, and we were talking about this a little before, but just be, yeah, be proud of where you're from. Like learn about where you're from. Like it's interesting, you know, and it's a part of who you are and what's around you, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah just, what a great campaign. So yeah. many great. P- I mean, there's so many. Of yeah. Them, so but, there's the loon. There's the beaver. Yeah. Well, th- there's one that we actually forgot. What's your thing? Oh, yeah. That was a great thing. So my thing was drums. Uh, yeah, that's hilarious. Everyone's good at something. Everyone is good at something. What's your thing? Oh, my God. Did you just think of that right now? No. Oh. I was waiting on this one. <laughs> I totally forgot about this. What's your thing? Bugs. Everybody's gotta have a thing. My thing's sound effects. Here's a T-Rex. Mom! Mom! Aiden, come in half again! Oh my god, man. I haven't thought of this in so long. Nobody's good at everything. Everybody's good at something. What's your thing? That's probably... That was a great... That's one of the greatest. That's probably one even, of the best. And I didn't realize that was concerned children's advertising right there. But that's my point. I know. That's crazy. That's how I felt about the house hippo. I, I was concerned that the house hippo didn't actually exist. I bought into that. The world can feel like a pretty hopeless place nowadays. There are about a billion problems in the world, but yet it feels like no one's willing to talk about them. So that's why you should go listen to my new podcast, A Modern Proposal. My name is Parker James, and I'm gonna share with you the world's worst problems and some even worse solutions with a guest that's coming in completely cold. You can find A Modern Proposal wherever you get your pods casted. Listen, follow, and be sad. What's up, dudes? I'm Jerry D of Totally Rad Christmas, the podcast that talks all things Christmas in the 80s. Toys, movies, specials, music, books, fashion, and fads. If it was gnarly during Christmas in the 80s, he's got it covered. Wait, is there a lot of things to talk about for the 80s and Christmas? Well, you got the movie giants like Christmas Vacation, Scrooge, and A Christmas Story. There are TV specials like Muppet Family Christmas, Claymation Christmas Celebration, and a Garfield Christmas special. Plus classics shown every year. You also jam out to Last Christmas, Do They Know It's Christmas, and Christmas in Hollis. But most of all, it was a time for the most bodacious, best-selling Christmas toys ever. 
like He-Man, G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Cabbage Patch Kids. Yes, them too. We cover them all, plus much more, including standard segments like Hap Hap Happiest Memory, Gagging with the Spoon, The Other Half of the Battle, and Chant with the Littles. So tune in to Totally Rad Christmas everywhere you get your podcasts. Turn the clock back and dive into those warm and fuzzy memories. Later, dudes. So Kyle, what was your uh, takeaway from today's uh, recording? I don't know. Like the the way that things affect your life, I guess. Mm. Like looking back on it now, 30 years, 25, 20 years later, you know, those things kind of still stuck with me even even if i didn't think i remembered them yeah as soon as one would come on it would bring it back which means in a way it was always there always effective so i don't know that's kind of cool to me to look back on these psas and you know and the fact that they just existed as a way to educate kids you know it's almost like a little bit of surrogate parenting in a way because kids sure. are going to be stuck in front of their TV anyways. And, and you know, and we all point. we all are. So why not try to use that space and use the, that time to really educate them on certain issues? You know, the hard issues. You know, the majority of these ads came from the 90s. That was our heyday of watching television. Mm-hmm. Much music, YTV, yeah. Yeah, like youth-oriented stations. These ads served as a, a, a 30 second spot to educate us on a topic that may or may not be a part of our reality. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal. In any case, I'm Matt from the Salt Junk Podcast saying, I can put my arm back on, you can. And I'm Kyle saying, keep fit and have fun. Body break. Body break.